the chairs moving, furniture would move, like, uh, they would come home and everything would be on the ground. Like, no cabinets way. open, drawers open. The- I'm getting goosebumps. Hey guys, and welcome to We Have the Receipts. And today we have, I think, a very special episode. I'm Chris Burns. I'm Lawrence B. Hamilton, and this is a special episode. It's all about us. It's it's just family, you know, like like it's all about us. Nobody I know. Else. I love how you didn't no, mean that but... at all, but <laughs> <laughs> out of yeah. context, if it was just right. I always think about things that I say and I'm like, if this was ever read in a court of law, I would be <laughs> absolutely hailed guilty because everything I say is like sarcastic and a joke. Um, Same. But anyway, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Life life needs more sarcasm. And if you like sarcasm, you're in the right place. Here, we have the receipts. You know, it's a lot going on in the world. And I don't know about you guys, but if you're like me, sometimes I just enjoy watching stuff, you know, putting my brain on the shelf, a little escapism, forgetting about everything else and just kind of zeroing in on my favorite shows. And that's what today's episode is all about. Like, how many times are you on the couch and you're like, I have no idea what to watch. That's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And I go back. I'm a textbook rewatcher like I find something that gives me um comfort I guess and I watch it like through like I'm still convinced that I moved to New York because of Seinfeld like I would watch Seinfeld so much that I was like I want to live in New York City because of Seinfeld and the world's just can I say controversial opinion I'm over the summer I'm just gonna say it I'm over summer I'm much I, I I miss the fall I miss Wearing sweaters. I miss wearing scarves. I'm wearing a sweater right now with the AC blasting. Um, but yeah, it's just like a shitty time. I've been watching yeah. the like January 6th proceedings Trial. and stuff on CNN. Things are just, you know, I wish that some days I had a lobotomy. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, the world is the world is definitely... Not the the best place right now, but, you know, we're here to hopefully bring a little glimmer of light to you guys. Um, And, yeah, I mean, TV is my everything. I grew up watching TV, and I feel like TV was always kind of like my... I like to personify it like it was almost like a best friend when I didn't have anybody else. Like, let me turn on the TV and just forget everything. I don't know about you, but... Oh, my God, yes. And it still does that for me. I used to, looking back at the shows I would watch as a kid, I'm like, how was anyone surprised when I came out of the closet? <laughs> what were some of your favorite shows as a kid? I'm curious now. Well, I had so I loved Family Matters. I loved Boy Meets World. They were on the same night. The whole TGIF lineup. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I remember <laughs> there was a time, and this story is like the gayest thing I think of me as a child. But there was an episode of Family Matters, if you'll remember, that guest starred Donna Summer as uh, cousin Luna from Altoona. And it was like she was supposed to be exactly she was Steve Urkel's cousin. So she played like the really nerdy um, like she changed her voice and stuff. I didn't even know who Donna Summer was and, ah. and who like I just thought she was a random guest star. It was my mom that was like, that's like a superstar. That's Donna Summer. <laughs> right. That um, is the Donna Summer. And she, it was the episode where Carl 
they were like raising money for the police, I believe, and they were having a karaoke contest. And that's when Donna Summer comes and she's like, Well, I don't know. I can't sing. She was like a nerd. And then immediately she's just Donna Summer singing Last Dance. Last Chance. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and I walked the next day, I was like 11. I walked like a mile and a half from my house to Kmart to find a Donna Summer Greatest Hits album CD. I love that. Which they did not have. And I remember distinctly asking the person working in the electronics section at Kmart where Donna Summer was. And she said, "Uh, we have the new Jessica Simpson. And I was like, no, ma'am, that's not what I asked for. And I ended up taking the Jessica Simpson CD, which is not the same as Donna Summer. Definitely a little different. But I still rewatch that scene. You can find just that clip on YouTube. And it holds up. I'll tell you that. She can sing the house down. What was your pivotal? Disco queen. Yeah. Ooh, pivotal. You know, when I was young, which now that you mention it, the stuff that you watch when you're young kind of like explains who you are as an adult it totally makes sense as a kid i loved like comedy shows like i loved the jamie fox show and the wayans brothers which were like you know almost sketch comedy mixed with sitcom type stuff which is totally me like i'm just a big goofball but those shows growing up like i wanted to be on all that so bad as a kid Ugh. i don't know yes, do you remember same. all that of yes course, from nickelodeon well yes exactly <laughs> like Keenan Thompson start before Good Burger and everything. And before Keenan and Cal, they got the spinoff right from all that. Right from all that. So Snick was like my jam as a kid. I was all about like, are you afraid of the dark? Yes. (laughs) I remember going over my grandma's house on um, Saturdays. Used to order pizza every week, watch Snick, and drink orange soda. That was like our our routine. Who loves orange soda? (laughs) Cal loves orange soda. I remember like because. I think Keenan was the one that worked there, right? Like Keenan was the one that worked at the convenience store. And yes, at the the Good Burger. At, yeah, well, that was because they had Good Burger. And then he also worked at, there was like a little convenience store that oh, okay. one of them worked at that I think Kel used to come in and like take. Oh, I remember. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, classic 90s nostalgia. Home of the Good Burger. <laughs> I watched Good oh, Burger not that long ago, actually. It's on Netflix. You? It's a it's a classic and it's on Netflix. Something else that that happened this past week, since we're talking about past and happiness and stuff, I just wanted to share. Um, so I finally, and I know everybody's going to be like, what? I can't believe you just did this. But I actually went to the social security office and finally legally changed my name to, oh, wow. <laughs> to Speed Hamilton. Good for like, you. I didn't, I didn't know. Like, it's, such a big huge process and it's crazy because my fourth wedding anniversary is coming up so it's been a minute but you know i just want to say i'm legally mrs b hamilton now did you do a hyphen or no hyphen i did a hyphen oh i like that i did a hyphen yeah i'm getting my uh, beyonce nose carter on yeah i like the hyphen (laughs) and if you guys have kids i've always wanted like the kids in school with hyphenated names were the cooler kids Right? Something a little different. I think the kids may take his last name. I'm still, we're still figuring that out. I think But your last name is so good. Like, Speed, Speed is such I an know, amazing I last name. I couldn't let it go. You can't. It was such a big part of me. Yeah, I had to, to hyphenate it, keep it. It's like, that is a really good name. My name, Thank I mean, you. Burns is like pretty common. I've never met anyone else named Speed. Oh, well, they, I've actually never met anyone else named Burns, so it's special to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And they're both also verbs. 
<laughs> like when people they are when people like what's your last name i'm like burns like fire <laughs> i know it's a speed like fast <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i've been watching a lot of tv this week it's just been not a great time my dog passed away which Sorry was devastating yeah. um but she was 12 you know she lived mm-hmm. uh a wholesome life. I said, I was like talking to my parents. I'm like, if you could write the ideal life of a dog, it mm-hmm. would have been her life. Like she, she was four when my dad retired. So since wow. the past, like what, eight years she's been mm-hmm. with someone like she hasn't been alone in for eight years. Oh yeah. Living the life. I'm sure. Yeah. Living the life Yeah, of the rich and famous. Yes. Dogs are so, they're truly family members. Like, they're an extension of you and your family, and they're there for the most important moments of of our lives a lot of the time. So definitely sending my condolences and a and a hug to you, Chris, for the loss of your thank you, your thank pet. you. Yeah, it was pet a shitty week, but listen, there's nothing that hours and hours of television can't kind of help <laughs> scar True. over at least uh <laughs> should we get into so we're having a fun little recapped segment this week mm-hmm. i'm going to recommend some titles lauren's gonna recommend some titles we haven't seen each other's titles and then we're gonna play a game where we're gonna recommend titles based on your zodiac mm. I, who I, doesn't love a Zodiac? Literally, reading. except for the Zodiac killer, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> who they still haven't caught. But I think he's probably dead. This is a whole different podcast that we're getting into yeah. now. <laughs> this is very much so. <laughs> Do you want to start with one or should I? Um, Your choice. I'll, I'll let you start. Okay, sure. So, you know, for me, since we're talking about stuff that we're watching and everything, you know, we are talking about escapism. And one thing that Cam and I love is like sci-fi fantasy. I feel like if you're going to escape, honey, go all the way, (laughs) go all the way. And that's definitely me. Uh, One of my favorite shows that I've been watching on Netflix is called The Umbrella Academy. So this show is very quirky. The plot is it puts a spin on kind of like superhero story. So... This is a little bit about the plot. I'm just going to tell you guys a little synopsis. Yeah, I haven't seen it at all. I've seen, I, I think I have an idea. Have you heard of it? I've heard okay. of it. I've heard of it. I is it, It's like superhero school is what I've imagined. Something like that. Kind of like superhero school meets like modern day if marvel had like a team of misfits that were siblings. It's it's hard to describe but I'm going to try to do my best. So Basically, there was a day in the 80s when all of these random children were born to women who weren't pregnant. And then, I know, right? What the fuck? Women who weren't pregnant. Yeah, very odd. It was very supernatural. My nightmare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this billionaire goes around and he pays these women who had these babies from out of nowhere um, money to take their kids and train them to, to help the world. He takes six of them and he forms what's called the Umbrella Academy where he trains them, they learn their superpowers, they become siblings and they go out and try to save the world. Are they like born with the superpowers? 
Yes, so they're born with different superpowers. So they still haven't really got into how they're starting to get into that this season, which is why it's so interesting because it kind of goes back to how the billionaire could have been involved and, you know, experiments and all that. But it's really cool to me because each of these different characters, you know, they're just all quirky and they're all kind of missing a little something. They're, They're not your typical superheroes. And that's what I love about it because it's like, They need to come together to be strong, as corny as that sounds. But I think it's a great story about, like, family as well hidden in there. And just if you like weird shit like me and Cam, like, this is the perfect show to just kind of, you get up on Saturday, you need something to binge, you want to escape, you want to get into some time travel, you want to get into some fight scenes. It sounds like... This is a show for you. It sounds like a Stranger stranger Things-y kind of vibe. It is a Stranger Thingsy in the way that it's like sci-fi and time travel and weird things happening, but it also has a modern twist. Like since they can time travel, like there's a part of the show that takes place in the 60s and part of it is modern day. Then they go back to the 80s. Then so it's really cool how they're like trying to save the world from basically Armageddon. So they've been trying to... It's a lot of responsibility. It is. But it's funny watching these people struggle. What is it about people watching TV where we love to see people struggle? I guess it makes us feel better about our own lives, right? That's what this show is all about. I guess. I guess that's what most TV is, right? (laughs) Right. Like, Um, oh, look at them struggle. I feel better about what I'm going through. But it's a good show. Do they, like, blend? So, like, when they time travel, do they go back as humans so like are they like in the 60s living as human beings yes so they all look pretty normal they look like human beings they're super yeah their superpowers (laughs) only come out like if they're kind of battling something or they have to fight uh except for one of the kids or well i'll call him a kid but he's actually like a 63 year old man living in a 13 year old's body which is a great dynamic he said same. Well, right? I guess I'm, I'm I 63 relate. living in 32. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. But it's a really fun, quirky show. And it's fun watching people try to save the world and fail sometimes. And sometimes they win. So if you, you know. could time travel mm-hmm. to another decade, which one mm. would you go to? You know what? Me and Cam talk about this all the time. I don't know if I would go back or forward. Oh, forward would be scary i don't i feel like you have to go it's like why i don't go to the dentist all the time i'm like i don't need to know (laughs) i don't want to know i don't want to know what's what's happening if i could time travel oh i feel like the 90s seemed easy yeah i was already alive in the 90s no but like as adults like as an adult I still live in the 90s as an adult now. What year is it? I don't even know. Is it 2022? Like, I want to be in my 30s in uh, 1990. Because the 90s was popping. Because, like, I want to be going play. Like, if you watch Sex in the City, where I'm like, uh, I would like to see what life without a cell phone would be like as an adult like people meeting for being like all right let's meet at this restaurant at six on friday make those plans on monday and that's it that's like (laughs) what's gonna happen you're meeting at six on friday right you can't text to cancel you just have to you know figure it out (laughs) exactly exactly so yeah I don't know. I think maybe or like the 80s seem fun, but I'm just talking for like a day. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not trying to live there. Maybe not even a day. Just give me like 20, 30 minutes. Just let me walk around, see what's up. Okay, this is the 80s. 
cool. I, let me go back yeah. to present time. <laughs> also, I'm like, I guess I don't want to be on the New York City subway system in those times. Oh. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Just just yeah. take things in from a window and then head on back. See, I would be interested in going to the future, but it will have to be like thousands of years. Like, I don't want to go ahead 20 years. Like, I'm, I'm straight. Yeah. But like... Give me two thousands where people are just like floating around, or it's just like a black hole. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, wow, there's absolutely nothing here. Fuck. Okay, I guess it is pointless (laughs) then. Right. Okay, my first one is it's like a competition show. It's called Win the Wilderness. It's a couple years old. It was on Netflix. I watched it. I think over COVID. Um, but it's basically like these this older couple in Alaska. They're in their seventies. And they live a hundred miles into the woods by the Denali National Park in Alaska. And they are the last legal homestead registered in Alaska in 1986. So basically this guy, when he was like 22, his name was Dwayne or is Dwayne, but he was like 22. He literally like walked through into the woods for a hundred miles <laughs> Whoa. By himself, and then was like, I'm going to build my house here. And he built it out of what? Completely by <laughs> Just, hand. Um, wow. He like built a little shelter that he lived in for like three years while he was building by hand cabin. And now he has like, it's like a whole setup, like cabin that's like three stories. Um, he has like separate barns. He has a wife, Rena, who I don't remember how they met or how she ended up. Yeah. How, she just popped up in the woods. I what? think they might've like <laughs> known each other before it was, but they've been married for like, whatever, 30, 40 years, even longer. And they have children. The children don't want the homestead to take care of the homestead. He also like, there's no power tools. There's nothing. He literally used like, he would start cutting a tree. Like, if he knows he's going to build something, he'll cut part of a tree so it dies. And then two years later, goes back and cuts the tree so that it's dried out and it's not. Because you can't, like, build a house, I guess, with fresh, wet wood. And so the competition is six. No, no, no. It's like (laughs) um, Snowflake Mountain, but Mm -hmm. it makes Snowflake Mountain look like a vacation, like, getaway. Two Um, years? And they, like, hunt all their food. They have gardens that they get everything they rely like they Mm. don't get anything from anywhere else and it's six couples are coming to compete and whoever wins gets the homestead oh they get to keep the whole homestead so like they're these this couple's giving it up to them wow um that is the very interesting concept for a show and it's very interesting because these people they're like they aren't very trusting at first. Some of the couples are very, like, hardcore outdoors people. There's a couple that's, like, influencers, and the Alaskan couple has, like, no idea what the fuck uh, like your what who? (laughs) And they make them do, like, crazy outdoor things, and they have to vibe with them. It's, like, a chill... I won't say feel good because it's like scary at Mm -hmm. times, but it kind of is. It's just like a nice relaxing for the watcher, (laughs) Um, like nature documentary, which I always live for. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds like it's giving Survivor slash Snowflake Mountain. Yeah, it's like Snowflake Mountain if they all really want it to be there from the beginning. Okay, 
if I they guess. actually wanted to do the work. Yeah. Gotcha. And they're like in their, the couple's range in age, I think from like the 30s to late 50s and 60s. So mm-hmm. some of them are like retiring from their jobs in the UK and want to live off the land in Alaska, things mm-hmm. like that. And they whittle them down one by one until there's only one couple left. Wow. See, so I'm realizing, Chris, that you really love the woods because it's been a couple times. This is like, it's multiple times where you've like loved woodsy, outdoorsy stuff. And it's so funny to me because I would never expect that from you. I really I would do. Never expect that from you. I don't think anybody would. I, uh, I just imagine you like with your perfectly coiffed hair and eyeshadow out there with like an axe. Like, you Listen, know, you better believe I can have that perfect wood. hair and eyeshadow out in the woods too. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I believe it. I think my only thing, I do think I could do pretty well. I think bugs would be my downfall because I think that there's, uh, even sitting around like a campfire, I'm like, I'm getting bit. Like mosquitoes love me. I get bit by mosquitoes on my balcony in Manhattan. So I can't imagine how badly I'd be eaten alive in Alaska. But I am thinking of going on a solo trip to Alaska in the fall. Oh, Now, Alaska, I don't want to sound ignorant, but that's where it's like either they have points in time where it's like all day for 24 hours and all night, right? Yeah. A lot of, it depends, like the further north you get, the more uh, it is because it'll be like, dusk like it, it's not like okay. pitch black all the time but mm-hmm. it'll be like dusk during the day or the sun sets at like 3 um mm. p.m or things like that so i would want to go this is so insane and gonna make me sound even crazier but i'm mm-hmm. like i want to go in the fall because i really really love like grizzly bears i've watched so many <laughs> things on grizzly bears oh. i just want to see one in real life so bad from a safe distance now are they only in alaska or no grizzly bears here, isn't it? You- yeah, there's grizzly bears like in <laughs> um the Midwest or like in like Wyoming and stuff. But the mm-hmm. most, the heaviest populated area of mm. grizzly bears is actually like an island in Alaska. So you have a better chance of seeing them there Um, called Kodiak. I actually know a bizarre amount. I was going to say, I this know. is so satisfying <laughs> just Hearing you talk about <laughs> woods and grizzly bears and like <laughs> I really just would love to see a bear in real life and not like at a zoo. That could be scary at the same time though. Are you talking like safari, like actually driving through, like at the bears can climb on the car type of thing? Or are you talking about telescope for miles away? Oh, there's a bear, or you want to be all up in it. I think like hiking where you can see them. I think people miss Hiking? Oh no, like, honey! I need a car or something. In, I need some cover. Like bears are more scared of you. Like they'll they won't come to you unless they're you're like that's if you're like hiking in a bear area. They suggest like and you don't have music or another person, or if you're hiking with someone else to be talking really loud or like singing or playing music or something because if they hear things, they won't come near you. Okay, but so you're just only... walking around singing Donna Summer songs real loudly. Like, yeah. <laughs> keep the bears I'd be more away. scared of the people than the bears <laughs> <laughs> if I'm flouncing around Alaska singing uh, hot stuff. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So we'll see. But what is your, I could talk about bears all day. What's your next rec? Obviously, like I said, I have a thing for sci-fi. It's a show called Prank Encounters and yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's almost like if you took 
the show Punked. Remember with Ashton Kutcher, where he would kind of play these pranks on like celebrities and things like that. And if you mix that with the Twilight Zone, that's pretty much what Prank Encounters is. It's hosted by Gaten Matarazzo, who plays Dustin on Stranger Things. So, you know, it has that weird kind of quirky, eerie thing going on. But... You know, just like Punk, basically, Gaten is somewhere at an off location watching people almost shit their pants as they're put into these <laughs> weird type of situations um, by a friend, which which leads me to think, friend, are these quote, really people, I was about to say, <laughs> are these really people's friends that they set you up on national TV to almost uh, crap on yourself? But hey, it's all for fun and laughs and it makes other people's day better when they watch it. So there's an episode where one person signs up a temp job for a warehouse doing like administrative paperwork. Just so happens that there's a room that's closed off and it has like some frozen chambers. The power goes out, the chamber melts and there's a prehistoric alien in there and it gets out. No. (laughs) when (laughs) When you're in this type of situation and you're in this, oh shit moment if you see an alien looking thing come out and everybody else is scared like do you have a moment where you're like okay this is fake or it's always that split second where you don't know if it's fake or if it's real and you really are horrified for me those are the hilarious moments in this show i feel like i would definitely have moment like i would be gone as fast as humanly possible <laughs> yes it's like do i job? fight it do i <laughs> Fight or flight. I am not fighting a goddamn thing for a temp job. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Exactly. No, so, okay. And then there's one more episode I just had to mention because these are my favorites. There's another girl who's babysitting. It's her first night with this new family. No, and there's this, this poor girl. <laughs> there's this life-size teddy bear and it's possessed. So she's like in the room. The kid like leaves or whatever. The kid's acting like you know, it's possessed on it. Like, I don't want you here. Ah, ah, ah. And the kid's running off. And then so as the kid leaves, this teddy bear like stands up and is like, what are you doing here? And starts to chase the babysitter. Like <laughs> one of the people tried to fight the teddy bear. It's hilarious, y'all. Listen, please check out Prank Encounters. I will recommend this. If you just need a laugh, you had a rough day at work or a rough week or a rough month, whatever, just get that laugh out. Or, you know, maybe it's a date night. And, you know, you need something to to grab up on your boo when you get scared. This is the perfect show to laugh and cop a feel on your significant <laughs> other. So I definitely recommend this show. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch that. I'm. <laughs> it's hilarious. I love watching other people get pranked. I do not like being pranked. Uh, anyone yes. that's listening, don't pull that shit with me. But <laughs> Dang, we got to call it off, y'all. Chris said don't do it. <laughs> um, well, my second is also kind of it is not, you're not going to laugh, but um, if you're trying to cuddle up, it is a good one. It's called Haunted. It's a docuseries. There's three seasons. And it is people who have had, like, extreme situations with hauntings or spirits and things. And they're, it's usually told, so it's told like a documentary, but it's they're sitting in a room with usually people, like their family that was there at the time with them. And, like, a couple of new people. And they're, like, sitting in a living room. Um, And there's three seasons, so there's a shit ton of episodes. Some of them are... I'm like, well, I don't know if that really seems like you were being haunted. But then some where I'm like, this is insane. Is this in their house or they're just going to haunted places? No, it's, like, things that happened to them as kids. Or it was, like, places that they didn't... They weren't, like, seeking out things. 
Every oh, wow. episode's a different person. So the one that I, because I rewatched some of it, because I watched it maybe a year ago, but the one episode, it's this guy named Wyatt, and he, it's him, his mom, and his sister are the people that were, like, living in this house, and then their new, like, their spouses are there, um, and they're telling the story of when their parents got divorced, their mom moved into this house that, from the get-go, seemed incredibly haunted, and the Oh, hell no. Yeah. And the sister, I think, was like nine at the time. And the son was like seven. And the sister talks about how she, from the moment she got out of the car, was like, this feels terrible. I don't want to live there. And the mom is like, I remember Mm -mm. that. And I remember being like, we spent, like, I don't have anywhere else for us to go. And they found a box of kittens next (gasps) to the porch. Live, I hope. Yeah, like a live box of kittens next to the porch. And her mom told her they could have keep a kitten if she would just live in the house. Oh, God. That kitten was probably a demon spawn from hell or something. The Ah! sister and the mom is like, you can tell the mom feels so bad about everything that happened. So all of these crazy things are happening when the mom's at work. So they must have been a little older because they were staying home alone. And they, it felt bad like it wasn't like where you're like I think there's maybe a ghost in my house like it felt like a spirit that hated them and the sister talks about how she would wake up and the rocking chair in her room would be rocking and it would always smell like cigarette smoke but nobody smoked cigarettes inside Mm -mm. and so then the Mm -mm. son so they must have been like young like teenagers I guess I don't know why I thought they were younger than that. Because let me I'm tell you, it. I will move out at thirteen or whatever age you said you eleven. I'm out. No, okay, period. And no, I just wait. The chair is moving, mom. The chair is moving. Furniture would move. Like, uh, they would come home and everything would be on the ground. Like, no cabinets way. open, drawers open. The, I'm getting goosebumps. The sun. No. So they do research. They find out that this house is built on top of, uh abandoned mine so a mine that in the 1800s had exploded and everyone in the mine died at the time except for one one person got out and reports how he said to their boss his name was henry croft i looked it up was there and like knew that it happened and didn't do anything and it turns out that this house is henry croft's the Mm. owner of the mill had died. Oh, he in this built house. it over the mind. Yes. What type of freakish stuff is that? And he, like, from all reports that you can read about, he was a terrible person. Like he was evil as evil comes. The son wakes up one morning to pee or something in the middle of the night, steps down and lit, steps on like giant fishing hooks that have been left all over his bedroom floor, to the what? point that he had to go to the hospital because they See, were. Let me tell you something. Okay. <laughs> first off, the first time that we get up, first off, I'm freaked out by the box of kittens. Okay. It may seem cute All of at it. first. You know what makes a creepy house first, creepier? A box hell? of cute little kittens sitting in yeah, front of it. Yeah, like, oh, it's a random box full of kittens. No, this is a trap. No. Secondly, it's... if my kids tell me that they see random stuff happening, I believe them. Would you be one of those parents like, oh, it's okay. No, it's nothing. First time my kid says that, pack your bags. We out. We're going to a hotel. We're going to... I believe that, especially because, like, the um, Tyler Henry show that we watched. Yeah. Like, kids 
are more believe more things because they're not like you know told constantly that these things don't exist so then they see these things more often but the thing that this episode is so crazy so the kids have friends over one night while the mom's at work shit goes crazy like Doors are slamming. They're there while the cabinets are like being ripped out and oh things are my flying. God. Their friend is like, This is, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. What? I wouldn't even, why would you wanna come over? And the friend, <laughs> before she gets off the property, the car careens off the road <gasps> and dies. Their friend. Wait, what? From and leaving the house? Leaving the house, like in a car accident. And that was the thing. And so all of them are, Still, like, where is this house? Because I'm never. I think it was in West Virginia. It's always some freaky stuff going down in Virginia, West Virginia. Yeah, it was like on a lot of land, I think, in West Virginia. And the mom, who's now like in her late seventies, is like still feels guilty. They left that night, like when that happened, they moved out of the house, left everything Uh, there. Um, and they still, as they're filming the documentary, so now and. The sister's like, I still feel guilt about what happened. As she says it, all the lights go out. Like the camera crew lights Mm-mm. and the lights in the house all go out as she Where says it. Where is my sage? Where is my sage? I'm saging after this I'm like, that's a demon. Demons latch onto people. Follow, okay? yeah. So Heck no. It's crazy shit like that. And then there's somewhere. I want to know why it took like, so long for positive. them to leave the house. The mother, it seems like there was financial issues that they couldn't. And the mom was like a single mom that was a nurse and had spent all the money. I so I would, We got to yeah. stay with a friend, okay? Because we're not staying. We're not roommating with the demon. No, I, <laughs> what? I couldn't possibly. I mean. Oh, my God. I thought my old apartment was haunted and they didn't even do anything. Like, I think it was just like a friendly <laughs> Like oh, it was a Casper spirit, but I still was like, "This isn't your. This I live here now. I pay I a lot now. of rent for this, so please oh, go in peace." Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, that sounds terrifying for sure. Okay, so my next one and last one is actually kind of throwing for a little loop here. Dave Chappelle just released kind of under the radar this special called "What's in a Name," and I know Dave Chappelle has gotten a lot of. He's been very controversial, especially with his. Uh, Netflix release. So this one is, it actually follows Dave as he delivers a speech to his alma mater, which is Duke Ellington School of Arts in D.C. Ooh, we were just talking about Virginia and D.C. in that area. See? Mm. Um, but And ironically, so Duke Ellington is the ghost in Big Mouth, too. Oh, <laughs> He comes back as theme. a ghost. <laughs> it's theme stuff, themes. Um, but during this speech, you know, Dave Chappelle, he pretty much reflects on his comedy roots, his rise to fame. He talks about all of the things that he had to endure you know to get where he is and I love that it starts um kind of at this school this high school because as as a person who's a creative and who really understands the journey that it takes you know to create art and to be an artist and you too you know you're a creative as well I just find these type of documentaries and speeches and I guess it's almost like a documentary mixed with a stand-up kind of you know mixed together But it was so inspirational to me and it's motivational. And I feel like that's, for me, that's what I need right now to escape. Like, let me get a little bit of positivity in this whole crazy world that we have going on. 
So I just, I love that. And I would say this is perfect. You know, of course, if you want to find a lab, but also, also if you need a little push and, you know, Dave also dropped some gems for artists and anybody who's chasing a dream, not just creatives. I I actually started watching that. I didn't um, finish it yet, but it, yeah, it's crazy to think. I always would look up like comedians that I wanted to have their career Mm -hmm. I would always Mm -hmm. look up how they got to places for like years I'm like this is why I have to move to New York this is why I have to do this this is why I have to do that but then I'm like every single person has such a different like path to how they get there that it's I don't like people forget that like Cardi B was on VH1 reality shows yeah, and before that, she was, like, just an Instagram loudmouth person. And you can watch, like, the difference in her. I mean, you can literally go back and watch her on uh, Love & Hip Hop, like, reunions, mm-hmm. where she's mm-hmm. saying things that are, like, I'm gonna be the biggest fucking star, <laughs> and you're wasting time on Mariah Lynn. Like, there's, like... <laughs> and I'm, like, she really right. did it, though. Like... Yes. It's it's really interesting to see things like that. That's how I feel mm-hmm. about the... um. Like David Letterman interview shows, the oh, one on, yes. I on love, Netflix. I love those because it's yes. such a different peek into mm-hmm. people's past. Like the Lizzo one is so good. Oh yeah, and um, Cardi B had one too. I think on she did recently. Mm-hmm. And Kim Kardashian's even like did make me think about Kim Kardashian in a bit of a different light. Like when she gets into detail about the uh, the robbery in Paris and stuff, it's like. It was a terrifying story. So I do love yeah. hearing famous people talk about how they got there because I'm like, okay. Right? You know, it's relatable. It's like I always say you can learn a lot more by someone's testimony than their highlight reel. So I love hearing all the things that you had to overcome. It's like I see where you are now. I see that you're an award-winning comic and you have millions of dollars. But tell me about the times that you failed and you had to push through because that's the part I can relate to, you know. So I love things Things like this. And so, you know, definitely good to watch if you need a little motivation, inspiration, and you want to laugh. Yeah. Again, I, as Dave Chappelle, too, I'm like, he's like stood the test of time because people yeah. have really come for him. Like, mm-hmm. I a feel like occasions. every step of his career, there's been things that people are like, this mm-hmm. is the end of Dave Chappelle. And then he's in Academy yeah. Award winning films. Like, it's yeah. really a career trajectory for the books. Absolutely. And he even talks about like him walking away from the Dave Chappelle show at at his height in that moment when everyone thought he was crazy because he walked away from this crazy multi-million dollar deal and why he did it. And he actually goes into that and explains it. And it was refreshing. So I really enjoyed it. Okay, I think that while I do have some Christmas in July recommendations, you guys can DM me about those and I'll give you a list of the Netflix original Christmas in July movies. I mean, they're not for Christmas in July. They're just for Christmas. But I think we should get into our our little Zodiac game. Mm-hmm. We'll start with Taurus because guess who's a Taurus? Me. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I picked, if you're a Taurus, Pirate Gold. It's on Netflix. And it is about this, like, island in Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) Chris loves... Somebody get Chris a plane ticket to Alaska. (laughs) Somebody. (laughs) But this one, because there is a bunch of reality shows about gold mining, because there is a lot of gold in Alaska. But this is interesting Mm. because it's gold that was hidden by pirates on an island that people have been trying to find for years. And now this 
tiny town on this island is like on the verge of complete collapse. And the mayor has asked for help of gold miners to come and find this gold to save the town. Is this a reality show or like a... It's like a docu-series. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's like a real thing. Um, Why is it good for a tourist? Because A, we love gold. We love anything shiny. If I do my like by birthday, like and time Zodiac, it says like a gift for this person would be anything shiny like any given the choice between gold and mm-hmm. anything else the the april 27th taurus will always choose gold <laughs> and look at your mic it's gold that i love That's gold perfect. and this was before i found it also it's also lizzo's birthday which i've pointed out before but i just need to reiterate <laughs> that um and we love material things <laughs> and we anything l- shiny like a cat yeah anything <laughs> <laughs> anything shiny and glitters taurus loves amen and we love the outdoors and we're stubborn. So these people think they can find pirate's gold that hasn't been found in hundreds of years. I think it, everything aside from extreme self-care, it's right up a Taurus alley. Okay. So definitely got to check that out. It sounds interesting. Um, so for Jim and I, we are going to recommend Love is Blind. Why do you ask? Because when I think Jim and I, I'm, I'm a Scorpio. So I think you know, somebody who's kind of into a lot of different things, if you will. But of course, you guys know Love is Blind is a show all about communication, competition, emotional vulnerability and drama. And, you know, I feel like this show was kind of made for Gemini's by Gemini's for Gemini's. Yeah. And it's because I think Gemini's are like notoriously superficial. Mm-hmm. No offense, Gemini's. Yeah. I'm a Gemini rising. I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what my rising sign is. There's Can someone help me? I, I know I what mine are because I did PM a nap. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll find yours. I think I can find yeah. it. Okay, Cancer. I get along well with... I get along best with Cancers and Scorpios. So, Cancer, you, is interesting. Because I don't get along mm. with psychos that well, I guess. Maybe I, I do. I love you. Um, obsessive love, social media, breathy heroines <laughs> do make this like a 2020 classic dark rom-com. I feel like a lot of you have probably seen You Love You. Rewatch mm-hmm. it, maybe. I haven't. I started You, and can I tell you why I stopped? Is because that man is so goddamn attractive. Right? That I'm like, I Cam, can't close wa- your ears. I'm like, I can't watch this shit. If I'm not going to end up marrying this man... <laughs> Then I don't give, I can't do it anymore. Same. Like, I found myself, like, looking like, wait, okay, I know he's crazy, but he's, Listen. he's kind of, I, I see why they fall for him. Yeah, keep in me a, in your glass crazy box. crazy kind of way. Like you, <laughs> Not keep me in your glass <laughs> box. <laughs> as long as I can see into your room as well, everything's Gucci. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's really watching who, right? You're watching him or is he watching you? Yeah, that's the end. That's me on... I, I should be the... Isn't it a different, like, love interest or a different person? It focuses yeah, on... Yeah, that he gets ob- obsessed with. You will be back... You will be the one that's actually following him. Like, you will plan to get kidnapped, basically. Exactly. That's I what I'm saying. You would put I me think here. it's time we have a gay season of you. And I think that. <laughs> oh, there we go. You're going to have to expand the glass <laughs> box, but I'm the new star. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> okay. So, Leos, for you guys, we know that you are the ultimate showman. 
Um, and so we're going to recommend Glow Up. Ooh. You know, Leo's dazzle with a theatrical flair of a Broadway star and the charisma of a politician. A Leo must have wrote this. Amanda, are you a Leo? I was going <laughs> to say. I was write? like, I know some Leo. Our producer, yeah. Our producer no, my who a Leo. is down to earth. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't say Travis has a theatrical flair. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. But my brother is definitely a Leo. He definitely has that uh, theatrical flair. But Glow Up is a competition show where aspiring makeup artists kind of navigate challenges to win a career-making opportunity in the beauty industry. So, you know, if you're a Leo, we know that you guys like Glitz Glam competition. This is a great show for y'all to check out. Glow Up. It is. It's good. I think there's a new season coming, too. I've watched the old season. And it's what I'll say about Glow Up, it has a great British baking show quality, kindness with the mm-hmm. contestants and stuff. Like it's there it's a very much a Lauren show in it is okay. about like the art, the communic like relationships are all positive. There's no like caddy drama for no reason. Mm-hmm. And the judges are seemingly like genuinely there for the best interest of the people. I um, like that. I like that. I'm not a Leo, but I'm excited. Oh, this is... So, Virgo, we have spinning out. I was actually just uh, talking to a friend of mine, and she was telling me how I have to watch Spinning Out. Um, So, because I'm a big Tanya Harding fan, apparently, this is about... It's like a movie about um, figure skating. Mm. And it's like two sisters competing in figure skating while their bipolar mother is kind of like pitting them against each other because one they say can't figure skate but then the coach sees them and he's like actually she is the figure skater so this is good for virgos because i guess virgos have a a desire for perfectionism i don't know i can't think of any virgos that i know beyonce well listen she achieved it (laughs) yes absolutely and i actually think a lot of famous people are virgos i know because i didn't know what it was but i knew that whatever Beyonce's sign was, there was Mm -hmm. a lot of famous people that were also Beyonce's sign. That's true. Very perfectionist, very, like, everything has to be structured, da-da-da-da-da. So it makes sense that this show would kind of align with uh, Virgos. Speaking of Beyonce and being a Virgo, I was watching an interview with Big Frida about doing um, You Can't... uh, Oh, my God. I need to, like, stop doing all substances my memory is just completely shot i literally yeah. can't remember the name of the beyonce song that i've listened to 515 times since it came the out. new one you won't break yeah you won't break my soul my god i was about to be like you can't break my gold i've been thinking about gold too much <laughs> you won't break my gold and that's a remake <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interview with big frida talking about how when she got asked to come back and do that because big frida also has been on beyonce tracks before And she was like, yeah, oh, my God, I would love to send me the track. And they were like, oh, no, no, we will fly you to L.A. to listen to the track. And that's such a Beyonce move. Right. Such a Virgo move. No, we'll get you flewed out, in the words of the city girls, flewed out. (laughs) And like, you're absolutely, I'm not sending this to you because that's not what perfection. (laughs) Okay, so Lacey. See, I'm going to actually go to Scorpio because I'm a Scorpio and I can relate. This is a great show for uh, a Scorpios. Of course, Bridgerton, you know, being a Scorpio, I can kind of describe us very well. You know, we're passionate people. We love romance, but we also like a little bit of mystery. 
So I feel like Bridgerton really brings that in the show. Of course, everyone's heard of Bridgerton. We know it's a love story. But there's also times in there where it could be kind of a little mysterious because you got Lady Whistledown, you know, and she's kind of sneaking around and creeping around. So I would definitely say Bridgerton is for sure a Scorpio show. Passionate people love to be in people's business. Uh, and you love romance. Perfect. And can I say <laughs> that? As of yesterday, I learned the romantic lead in the second season of Bridgerton is gay. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. What a mystery. In real life, the yes, actor is gay. Is. So that changes the game. I'm trying to get on Bridgerton, too. <laughs> I'm trying to find a man uh, in Netflix, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> oh, yes. he's. I actually like him a lot. He's on a Broadway um, play, I believe. Unless oh I'm confusing him with someone else. Yes, and I think it's called... Well, I I need to check my facts first, but falling he's in love with starring. <laughs> that I believe that is the name <laughs> of it. You you got it, <laughs> but I love him. I love Scorpios. I, most of the people that I'm like close to in life have been Scorpios because they're and Scorpios also. No offense, because you don't do this, but a lot of Scorpios will always blame things on being a Scorpio. <laughs> like mm, people will be like, yes. "Well, you know me. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. I know Scorpios who do that. It's like, like, no, yeah, you're I just left an him asshole. for dead." <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. What do you want? You're just an asshole. Stop giving Scorpios a bad rep. Um, okay, Libra, we have lock and key because the show is a complete trip. It's perfect for Libras. It's supernatural. So, Lauren, you might be into it. There's elements mm-hmm. of horror, portals to different worlds. There's characters dealing with loss and grief and how they all deal with that. Uh, Libras will appreciate it uh, because... Of the way I guess they go about handling trauma. It's very about building your character, charming. It'll keep a Libra engaged. Okay. Okay. Well, up next, we have Sagittarians. Now, from what I hear, Sagittarius, they're a lot like Scorpios. You know, mm. they love to be active, they also have a little two to them, you know. So the movie that we recommend for them is Adam Sandler's new movie, and it's called Hustle. So I've seen this movie. It's, it's actually great. Um, it kind of follows an underdog as he's trying to enter into, I guess, playing basketball on a professional level. And who doesn't love an underdog story where you get to kind of see them grow and hopefully kind of flourish into this hero of a character? So I think it's great for Sagittarius because not only does it have sports and we know that y'all love watching stuff that's active, but it kind of tugs on your heartstrings, too. So this is the perfect recommendation for Sagittarius. Okay, Capricorn, we have The Haunting of Hill House. It's good because look for Capricorns because Capricorns are known for like being seriously very focused and it has amazing writing. Uh, there's tension and like intensity and it's spooky and Capricorns are very that. I have friends that are Capricorns and their intense would be exactly the word I would describe them. Um, so if you're listening, <laughs> I do mean it about you. Uh, <laughs> and you would love Haunting of Hill House. Moving on to Aquarius. In I don't know if you ever heard that song. I felt Aquarius. the need to sing it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The Aquarius. <laughs> okay, you guys didn't come for our singing. So, um, for Aquarius, we recommend the show Sex Education. Now, this mm. show is an all-around banger and particularly great pick no for any intended. Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there, banger. 
With its feministic approach to sex and consent, its clever ways of challenging gender norms, sex education provides a thoughtful, empathetic look at how society's perception of sex affects young people's identities, relationships, and self-esteem. More than that, though, sex education is a show about friendship, self-discovery, and the beauty and horror of being young and in love. So, Aquarius, go ahead and watch some sex education. Very, and interestingly enough, the only thing I know about Aquarius, my mom's an Aquarius, but I know that, Mm -hmm. and so is my nephew, but Aquarius is like the sign that most people, like people that are like, I can tell anyone from, I can meet someone and guess their sign. Mm -hmm. Aquarius is the one that, most people can't get because usually they have like yeah. different things. I used to. I was gonna say work I, with I the can't girl. really. Oh, really, I worked no, with a girl ahead. who could like guess anything. Like she would meet someone for two minutes and be able to guess their sign. Wow! And I had talent. There was one kid, and he like I was like, "Tell me your sign," and then we'll make her guess. And he was like, "Well, I'm a Capricorn, but everybody always says that I seem more like a Virgo." And she was like, mm. "Well, I feel like you have very Virgo." Um like energy but i feel like you're a capricorn damn miss cleo right (laughs) how does she know it's crazy okay pisces (laughs) we have the witcher listen i don't care what your sign is henry cavill's in it so that's all i need to hear (laughs) um (laughs) he plays like the Geralt of rivia it's like a monster killer very hot guy who likes his horse fantasies there's like romance quests Pisces love action-packed things. They stay busy, keep their minds busy, and uplifting, creative. And again, Henry Cavill is in it. So he, that's all you need to hear. <laughs> that's all and you witches. need. And witches. Henry so... Cavill and witches. What else are you asking <laughs> what for? What more do you need? All right. So Aries now. My mom's an Aries. And most of the Aries that I know are known for being bold. They do the things that they want to do. And they do it their way. And they can be a bit intense and like take risks. So for Aries, we're recommending Big Mouth. Now this show, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's pretty crazy. It's animated. It's actually a really fun show. I enjoy animated series as well. It's once again, a whole part of that escapism. And you know, anything goes in uh, animation. So this is just a fun show to watch and relive cringeworthy moments that we all went through through our puberty years. I think that's all the signs. Yeah, that's all the signs. This was so fun. This flew by. It did fly by. So listen, don't you guys, I don't want to hear you all saying that you have nothing to watch, okay? Because me and Chris just literally laid out a whole plethora of amazing shows and movies for you guys. Across the board. Yeah, escape and just, you know, tune into something, get your mind off something a little bit. So we hope that you all enjoyed the show. We did. It's even some stuff that I'm going to go and uh, look up and watch because we talked about some interesting stuff today. Oh, 100%. Um, I have to watch Human Resources. I started it and then I forgot that I had started it. So I'm going to go back. But what do we have going on next week? We have an all new episode for you. So Anything you guys want to ask us about upcoming Netflix stuff, even things coming up in the fall. We know there's a bunch of stuff coming up in the fall. Mm -hmm. Send us your questions. We want to know what you're thinking about, what you want us to talk about. Um, Yeah. Any recommendations you have for us would be more than welcome or recommendations you want us to relay to the rest of our listeners. So if you want to let us know, please email us receipts at castmedia.com. That's cast K-A-S-T. Or you can DM us. I'm at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. 
And I'm Need for L Speed. Go ahead and slide in those DMs. And you guys, be sure that you all are hitting that follow button. Okay, go ahead. Leave us some love messages. You know, comment. Tell us what you love about the show. And don't forget to head over to Tadoom, which is the official Netflix site, to help find and fuel your fandom for the shows and movies you love. That's Netflix.com slash T-U-D-U-M. Today's episode of We Have the Receipts is a production of Netflix, Sedum, and Cast Media. We're your hosts, Chris Burns and Lawrence B. Hamilton. Our producer is Amanda Elliott. Our executive producers are Colin Thompson and Harris Lane. Our editor is Patrick Carrion. Our technical engineer is Travis Holden. With the designs and animations by Patrick Carrion. See you next week. See you next week. week.